Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. All right, guys. Today's cocktail is called Entangle Me Baby. The ingredients you need are Ciroc peach, cranberry juice, crushed ice, and some ginger ale. So you are going to grab a blender, put the ice in, all of those magical ingredients, blend it up like a little slushy, and pour it into a martini glass, a margarita glass, whatever you need to drink Entangle Me Baby. Kiki, you trying to get entangled. Listen. I've got enough entanglements going on as we speak. I don't need to get tangled up with nothing else, okay? I need a detangler. How about that? Mm. Welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions, everyone. Yes, welcome back. We do have a guest today. Um, we do. So any, any quick catch-up things you want to talk about? You know, I'll just throw them in as we're recording the episode. Okay. I'm pretty sure they'll they'll make sense. Y'all, we got a therapist today. Yes. Hey. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How about you? We are doing well. Good. I just got back from a nice little uh, trip. Yeah, saw some family. Nice. Thank Happy. you. I've been working on it. Um, nice. Saw some family and friends and stuff, so it's good. I'm, I'm still not in Atlanta, but. It was good to see family. It's been so long, like all year. Right. Sorry, mm-hmm. Corey. Did you say that she had a nice little tan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. She glow. sees it. <laughs> oh, wow. You see the glow? You see I it? see the glow. I thought you said tan. She Why? did. Tan. Yeah. Tan. Like a nice little glow. We're we not going to worry about her. We're not going to worry Let's about her. She is trying to shade me because she's saying oh. I'm still pale. But it, oh. don't even worry about it. We see oh, each man. other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Corey, uh, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. Okay, sure. Well, I'm a therapist in Atlanta, Georgia. I work with couples. I work with individuals. I tell my clients first session, I have literally heard everything. I've done this for 15 years, and there's not one thing I promise you, you could go outside and I didn't heard it. Mm. <laughs> You know what? I feel like therapists and doctors and people in law enforcement always say, you know, I have had everything happen. Can you just give us an example of like everything? And when you were like, oh, this is (laughs) everything. No, you thought. Or maybe like a shocking thing. Yeah. Um, Every time somebody asks me that, just animals come to mind. Just animals. (laughs) Are they having sex Um, with the animals? Oh yeah, people have sex with the animals. So when they have sex with the animals and they come to you and talk to you about it, are they like trying to work through it and figure out why they're doing it, or are they looking for you to okay it? Oh no, no, they're not (laughs) looking for me to okay. Okay. They're more, they're more talking about sex addictions and just that compulsive need to have sex with anything moving. Yeah. But so, seeing as how that's illegal, do you have to go to the police, or there are there's guidelines that protect people? Well. You know, the only time we have to breach confidentiality is when you say that you're hurting someone or hurting yourself. However, when somebody brings something like that to my attention, they're going to say it's happened so long ago. They're going to recall some incident. In reality, I can't decipher if they're telling the truth or not. Now, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, how somebody says, oh, a friend of mine and it's really them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a hypothetical. Well, what would happen if? But yeah, the laws of confidentiality, we have to state that at the beginning of every first session. Everything is confidential unless you're hurting someone else or yourself. So yeah, in that case, it would be animals, right? 
Wow. So are people only coming to you about sex related issues or is it more all encompassing like relationships, marriage, oh, yes. family? Okay. Self-esteem, trauma, um, everything. But it's all encompassing because even the individuals that come to me are, of course, having problems in their relationships. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Well, <laughs> we're going to before we get into our topics and stuff, we're going to play a game with you and then we're going to do weird sex and then we'll get a little deeper into who you are and what you do okay so we're playing the scenario game today and we have that is when we give you scenarios and we will give you some options and you have to choose one yes okay um you want to go first kiki you can go first okay all right Corey. Bay is going down on you because you just popped a couple of those tasty vitamins that make your pussy taste good. Mm-hmm. And they got you tasting like a mango strawberry daiquiri. Mm-hmm. Bay travels down to your booty hole and immediately alerts you that you may have not wiped too good because he has dingleberries in his mouth. <laughs> you, A, immediately run to the bathroom to take care of yourself and then just cancel the whole sex session because you're mortified. B, brush it off and tell him it comes with the booty hole territory and just brush the dingles away. Or C, shrug it off and ask him if he's into the scat play. Oh, man. I already had my answer. I was going <laughs> to go to the bathroom and still come back. It's still going to pop off, but can I see <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm not going to put him through that. I'm not going to put my husband through that. No, no. I'm going to go to the bathroom like a grown woman and handle my shit. Good for you. Okay, the next one. You meet a guy on Hinge. When you arrive um, to Chops for dinner with him, he looks nothing like the pictures online. You are not attracted to him whatsoever. You, A, turn around and leave before he even notices. Um, B, you're hungry, so you enjoy a nice dinner with a little ugly. After all, it is Chops. Or C, sit down and text a friend to call you with an emergency. I'm going to eat with Lil Ugly. I'm going to have my pick B. Lil Ugly's going to feed me for that catfish time he wasted. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to eat with Lil Ugly, too. I like me some chops. You know, I am. I don't care. And I'm going to be drunk, so he might be cute by the end of the night. So Right? It is what it is. Sweet. He might be real sweet. He could be. <laughs> he could be a little frog. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so last one, Corey. Okay. You're dating a new guy for about a month. Excuse me. One day you receive a coming to you as a woman DM on Instagram. In there, sure. You A, screenshot it and send it to Bay. B, respond to her and try to see if she's telling the truth. Or C, ignore it because you like him a lot regardless. And it's too soon to be cutting him off because some random woman sent you a message about him. I'm going with B. I gotta get I gotta get the receipt. I got to know what's going on. I'm going really? to her. Oh, yeah. This has happened in my life. I'm going with her. We're going to get together and compare some notes. Like, I'm I'm going to keep it 100. Like, you got to. That's some women shit. Like, I, I. She's probably telling the truth. Now, if she's lying, obviously, then I'll do the screenshots and send it to them. Mm-hmm. Nikki, what about you? Are you one to respond to the coming to you as a woman if it's new? Um, Is it Rick Fox? Somebody coming to me about him? (laughs) What if it is? She's lying. Uh, (laughs) I've had a crush on him for five years. I mean, since I was five years old. Um, (laughs) But honestly, I I don't know. I I probably would just be like, 
no, I probably do my own investigation. I forgot the options, but I'm going to do my own investigation and decide what I think to be the case after about an hour. And then that's going to be it. I'm probably going to cut him off. He's going to get cut off anyway. I mean, <laughs> that's just my track record. Yeah. And it's like, it, we've only been dating for a little while and you already have these other women. Not that you made them, but these other people are coming to me. Seems like you got too much mess going on. And no matter if the situation was real or not or whatever, you don't communicate well because somebody was very confused. True. Uh, no. So that's it for the scenario game. And then one more thing before we get back to Miss Corey, we're going to talk about weird sex. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So this week's Weird Sex, um, this is a story out of the UK. Let me put my phone down because I feel like I look crazy looking up so high. Um, but this story is about um, a new law that is going into effect in England and Wales. So there's a ban on killers using the rough sex defense in England and Wales, and it is going to um, come into order after support of an amendment to the domestic abuse bill. So at first when I read this story, I'm like, what are you talking about? What is this? But apparently there are a lot of men, I'm sure this happens in a lot of places, but over there, there have been so many cases of women. There's only been one with a man, but so many cases of women who have been killed and the person who killed them was somebody that they were having sex with consensually. And so they are saying, oh, the sex just got too rough. But it's really coming out as these stories are, you know, people dig into the stories more that these men have been abusing these women. So in different ways, not just necessarily punching them upside the head, but maybe financial abuse, you know, taking their money away, not letting them have access to money that they're earning or, you know, telling them to stay home, don't work, I'll take care of everything, but then not allowing them any freedom, all sorts of different abuses. And so these people are in these long-term relationships, they're married or whatever the case may be. Some of them aren't, but a lot of them are, and they are dying in these accidents during sex, and these men have been using it as a defense. And that's it. Like everything else points to murder, but they're like, oh, well, we were having sex. So this is going to go into effect. So I think this is a positive thing. It's some weird stuff going on out there. It's a shame that people would take advantage of someone in such a vulnerable moment like sex when, you know, most of us would like to just be enjoying it. It should be a pleasurable experience. You don't think that's going to be literally your deathbed, but it happens. So anyway, good work to the to the attorneys and all of the people who have been rallying to make this law happen. Um because I think this is great news and you're going to need a real defense, something outside of rough sex. If you were in the UK mm -hmm. and that's it for weird sex this week. Thank you to whoever sent me that story. That was a wild one. Okay. That is crazy. Isn't it? Could you imagine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we'd be dead, but yeah. Um, okay. So we are back with Miss Corey. Um, so, this week, we have a few different things we're going to talk to you about. All pertaining to sex, couples, relationships, and all of that, all of that, Corey. Yeah. Um, I wanted to dive in right into the sex stuff and talk about 
couples and their sex lives or lack thereof. I feel like that causes a lot of stress. And I mean, essentially maybe a little bit of trauma in relationships when women or men withhold sex from each other. Right. Um, so I'm curious to know, is that one of the number one reasons why relationships uh, start to fade or don't work? Or people do people ever come to you about their their partner not wanting to have sex with them? Oh yeah, all the time. And it's the resentment and the rejection that people feel that kills the relationship ultimately. People can go and be in relationships and not have sex for years and just somehow endure it, whether they're having entanglements and extramarital affairs, but, but in the construct of that actual relationship, they're not having sex. So they're rejected. They're not having their physical need met and they're not having their emotional needs met. It happens all the time, sadly. That is sad. So that is sad. what are... What are some tips that you would give to somebody who is in a relationship with someone and for whatever reason, they are not having sex? And this has been going on for, let's say, I don't know, nine months. Right. They got to get to the root of the core issue. What Mm -hmm. is the core issue? Does your partner not trust you? Has there been infidelity in this relationship? Do they have sexual trauma from the past that's been recently triggered and they're just avoiding you as a result of that? Mm-hmm. Either way, you got to get to the core root of it and get somebody in there that can help you. Get a therapist in there that can help you because the more you talk about it, the more their guilt and shame is triggered. And that guilt and shame is a glue to any pattern and it'll keep you stuck in it. They'll tell you no, you'll feel bad, you'll try to talk to them, they'll feel guilty and shameful. There it goes again. They'll tell you, no, I promise you that cycle will continue until you get to the root of it. Okay. So what if there was infidelity? What if that's the issue? Right. And that's very common. Mm -hmm. So the procedures to actually get back to trust somebody, they have to be very clear parameters. First of all, you have to figure out what conditions you need personally to have met. Some people want full transparency. Like let's say there was an emotional affair that was caught on your phone. Some people want you, you know, in that relationship, like you can't now hide your phone. Like, are you willing as a partner who offended to like let all your privacy go? Mm -hmm. If not, you will keep re-triggering that person. Every time you keep fighting that principle of it's my phone, it's my privacy, expect to not have sex with that person because they can't reattach and have trust with you again until you've somehow fixed and gotten to the core root of why you cheated too. Why did you cheat? It's never about the other person. I tell people that all the time. I've had couples in my office that have had to, you know, confess to affairs. And the the person that's always blindsided says, well, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. That's that person's own innate need that wasn't fulfilled. They didn't communicate it properly. So you did gotta you get really to not do anything wrong? Because... I sometimes think people in relationships can't, you, maybe you did do something wrong. I feel like withholding sex as a uh, form of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's manipulation and control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a problem. And so if someone does venture out and go up sex with you, you did do something wrong. Right. And as crazy as it sounds, I just don't see that in my office. What I see are people that are having lots of sex. They're mm-hmm. nurturing that ego. They're they're cooking. They're cleaning. And and men and women are saying, no, my partner was doing everything. They're keeping it 100. Like, no, they were doing everything. That was their own insecurity, their own need that they didn't mm-hmm. communicate. Now, you're right. If that was a result of somebody withholding sex from you, that's a whole different thing. But that rarely happens. I don't see that. Mm. Or they wouldn't bring that to me. Nobody's going to come to me and say, hey, I was withholding sex for two years and he cheated on me help him. I'd be like, no, let's help you. Let's mm-hmm. figure out why you withheld sex for two years. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So you're saying the number one reason for you in your office why people cheat is typically because they just wanted to fulfill their own selfish needs. Or there was something that their partner wasn't giving them and they didn't communicate it. They didn't know how to verbalize it. They didn't know how to ask for it, whether it's different sex positions. Maybe it is just adventure. Adventure mm -hmm. is a need. People don't realize play, you know, challenge, adventure is a need. And if you're not communicating that and your partner has no idea that you're bored in, in the bedroom, they can't meet that need. Because they might be excited with that same right, old three positions. Right. <laughs> they might want to do it too, but it's, it's a lack of communication. People are not talking. They're coming home. How was work? Good. How about your day? It's real transactional and nobody's really getting to the core of what they need. That's sad. Yeah. That is so sad. One of my friends just yesterday sent me a clip of a Chris Rock stand-up and he was talking about relationships and he was like, literally relationships fail if you do not fuck. You have to fuck. You gotta fuck when you mad. You gotta fuck when you sad. You gotta fuck when you depressed. You gotta fuck when you don't wanna see the person or you get bored and it turns into, hey, what are we eating spaghetti? Right. Okay. So how do you feel about makeup sex? I think makeup sex can be like some of the best sex because you're reattaching if you got to the root of what y'all were arguing about. No, I mean like when they use the makeup sex to avoid the conversation, they just want to have sex to like fix it through sex. That works temporarily, but you will have it's to like a band-aid. Yep. Band-aid on a bullet wound. Oh, that bullet wound's going to gush again. No, temporarily you fixed it. <laughs> So, Corey, we talk about you talk about getting to the root. Can you give us the steps of really getting to the root of a problem? And this can be with couples, like sexual relationships, marriages, friendships. How do you get how do you advise your clients to get to a root of a problem? Um, and actually, of course, it takes a process. It's not a magic wand you mm -hmm. know, procedure, but usually people have no idea subconsciously what they've kind of put back there. And so when I say get to the root of it, let's say there's a couple in my office and the guy is just having, we'll, we'll say the woman. The woman has an innate need to feel valued and the, the man is doing everything. He's having sex with her, he's buying her stuff, he's trying to you know, kick, hit every love language you know, point that she has. But if that innate need is her not feeling good enough, he can't do enough. That mm -hmm. is a core root issue. You know, sometimes it can go back to people don't like it because it sounds so cliche, daddy issues, mommy issues. But there's something in that person that they've brought into that relationship, pain, baggage from the past that they haven't dealt with yet. It will resurface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Core root. Do you do you have more male or female clients? Female. Mm -hmm. Do you when you do get them in, do they are they typically like more closed off in the beginning? Um, yeah, maybe in the beginning, but once they earn trust and mm -hmm. they kind of see that there's a rapport built between he and I, then yeah, they, they tell everything just like females do, but it does take a little longer because men are sending a different message in society that they, you know, suck it up. Don't be weak, you know, so it takes them longer to be able to tap into that core root emotion of insecurity or rejection. Yeah. Yeah. When I talk to my friends about like, hey, maybe you should seek therapy um, about whatever it is that they may be venting to me about. It's the guys who are just like, well, no, I don't need to. I'm not crazy. Um, okay. I'm fine. And I'm like, but you're not fine. And I just don't think I know that therapy isn't just for like super 
traumatic issues. It could just be you're struggling with everyday things or everyday interactions or just finding that happy space again. Maybe you've just been stuck in a rut or you notice that certain things happen and it just sets you off the deep end, even if it's temporary. Um, Mm -hmm. I always suggest like go talk to somebody because I don't know what I'm talking about. I can give you the best advice I can from all the therapy podcasts I've listened to, all the shows that I've watched. But I didn't go to school for that. They go to school for a long time and take hard classes. Speak to a (laughs) professional. (laughs) They know. Right. And that is starting to change. I actually Mm -hmm. had a client tell me earlier, a male client, and he was like, well, yeah, you know, it's changing. You know, I know people, you cannot be crazy and go see a therapist. And I said, yeah, you know, it you is. You didn't Therapy have to be crazy. <laughs> right. You're not crazy. You're just, like you said, you're not living your passion, your purpose-filled life. You just need some help to kind of navigate through the pitfalls of the patterns that you've set for yourself. So it is changing. So what would you do if you had a client? Like, we'll just use me for an example. Okay. Let's say I'm dating a guy and um, the sex is not fulfilling. Um and I've told him, you know, I want to try this, this, and this. And he's like, I don't think we would need to do that. Like, what would you advise me to say? Drop him? Or do you have some tips so that I can say it, like, in a a better way, maybe to not bruise his ego or whatever he's going through to have better sex? We get a lot of letters about people who are in, unfulfilled, whether it's men or women. Right. It would just depend on how you're delivering the message. Like you said, if you're mm-hmm. starting the message with you don't satisfy me, prepare <laughs> to be thought <laughs> like prepare for that person's ego to meet you in that exchange of words. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're saying, hey, I am unfulfilled or I am, you know, you can even use the word bored. I am bored. It's mm-hmm. very hard for somebody to negate your emotion if you're delivering your emotion versus you. If every time you say the word you, imagine you shaking your finger in somebody's face because that's mm-hmm. how they're going to react at you. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've done that and you've come from a pure place and you've mm-hmm. told them how you feel and they're still not reactive or they're still not, you know, trying to meet your needs, you got to leave because mm-hmm. that's a red red flag that that person doesn't care anything about your needs. Okay, it's just all about you. Mm. It's all about you. If you communicate it, that's all you can communicate is from your perspective. Yeah. That's not happening right now. It's happening in the past. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. Hypothetical. It's a long time ago, like you said before. <laughs> you, probably his, you probably triggered his insecurities and his inadequacies that he brought with him into that relationship anyway. Probably so. What really happened was I was like, hey, I didn't say that anything was wrong. I was just like, hey, I want to try this. It was like every time I brought up something that I wanted to try or was open to try after a certain after what to me, what I thought was all pretty regular, normal stuff, anything extra, it was just like, well, hold on. Why you want to do all of this? And then it started turning to like, well, where is this coming from? And I'm like, um, from down there. Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, like I'm trying to try something new. What's wrong? But, you know, sometimes it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks. So there's that. <laughs> Right. Corey, have you found in your work that men or women cheat more? Um, I want to say it's honestly, it's closer to 50 50 than you would think. Now, they cheat for different reasons. Now, I will say, not to stereotype anybody, but a majority of the women that I have that have to come in and kind of work through forgiveness on their part, there has been a more emotional affair. Maybe it's not sexual. Now, men, (laughs) it's nine times out of 10, it's been sexual. Mm-hmm. Not just emotion. They're not just getting that good morning text in the morning. They're going the whole way with it. 
Now women, you know, they can cheat emotionally. Men do it too, but I do find that women cheat more emotionally, yeah. Do you, have you ever had clients be like, well, now we're going to bring in the side chick because she needs to be in the room too. Have you ever had that happen? Sounds yes. very love and hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. literally happened in some episodes. You have had that happen? What happened? Well, as much what as you can I say, generally mean. speaking. Yeah, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, the side chicks have been willing to come because they have their own clarity that they need too. They have their story. They want to hear. I mean, they want to get across too. So yeah. And do I have you find, is it normally like a cool, calm and collective conversation or is it like, do you need backup in the room? <laughs> like the old panic button, like my old office in the school when I did therapy for school, we had a panic yeah. button. I don't have one in my office and it has gotten funky. I'm not going to lie. Like it has gotten like, I'm sure the other people on my hall are ready to call somebody, but I've been able to deescalate it. Um, it's never gotten super crazy. I think people come in wanting to give that good face and not be that wild out chick mm -hmm. or wild out dude. So they come in and they don't react in a way they might react on the street because they don't want to show out in the therapist's office. Mm. So when the oh, go ahead, Medina. No, go ahead, go ahead. When the side chicks come, are they typically in this hypothetical situation in your mind? Do you think that they are trying to like? establish their spot and they're like i'm not going anywhere and this is what you did to make him come to me so stop coming to me go to him but you really just need to go away or are they like you know i didn't know i had no idea now i've fallen in love with this man like what's more common or more interesting <laughs> well i mean i would say more times than not very rarely can people say they don't know like, mm -hmm. not today. Not today. You're just not going to say you had no idea. You were just blindsided. So for the most part, they're just coming in to get clarity. Nine times out of ten, and I thought you were going to give this option. They want to tattletale. They want to tell. <laughs> like, oh, all this. They want to, oh, yeah, like, that. they want to snitch to the, like, craziest, snitchiest levels. Like, they want misery loves company. And if they have been left, they want to break up that relationship. If you're not happy... I mean, if I'm not happy, you're not going to be happy either. Everybody can go home mad. He loves company. You know, I, as many love triangles as I've been in in my life, <laughs> entanglements, if you will, I would never want, like, I don't understand the side chick's role to come in during a therapy session. Like, I don't even know why the wife would be like, unless you just want to see what that bitch looks like, but you can look her up on Instagram. Yeah, they already look If she has an Instagram or if she has social yeah. media, what if she doesn't? You're right. But I guess Everybody, I just look LinkedIn. People are finding people somehow, some way. I don't know what I, I would really have to say to you, like to look you in your face in the therapy session that you see me and my husband, you know, at one of our lowest points, maybe. And you're just here to <laughs> confirm <Hello>. it. <laughs> right. And it's just really honestly, I think from the wife's perspective or the husband's perspective, because I've honestly seen both. They want to make sure what they've been told is the truth. So that they That's what I was about to say. <laughs> they want to reattach. If you're in my office, that. you want to reattach. And so I need to know that everything that I've been told is 100% true so that I can reattach. Now, now I always tell them, you can have somebody come in here and just lie to you. So if you can't trust your partner at the end of the day, you really don't have much moving forward anyway. Because mm -hmm. very rarely is somebody going to come in and give you the answers that you need. Now, let me ask you this. When you start your therapy session, like day one client, they're new. This is their first session with you. Do you see them separately and get the truth and then see them the, together 
and compare the story. Yeah, the couples. Like, do you have like wife come in and she's saying why she wants to see you, what's going on in their relationship, how she's feeling, whoop, 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 and then have husband come in, tell you his side, and then you have them together. Is it just like they both sit down together the very first session? Yeah, they both sit down the very first session. But before that, I send them intake paperwork. And you'd be surprised how honest people are because they know that's going in a client portal. Like I just had a couple a few weeks ago that were very honest and said they had no idea what their their spouse put on the paperwork. Like they that's that's filled out by you. So I have people that are very transparent in their answers. So I have a good idea going in kind of what that person's perspective is. Now, of course, we sit down, of course, together and then we kind of go through it. And I have to not pretend not to know, but I do have insight to what the other person's saying. And I don't let on to that because that would breach their confidentiality. Mm. That's a hard job. I can never be a therapist. <laughs> I could never. Because I'm going to be side-eyeing whoever I don't believe. And like, then I feel like sometimes, do you ever feel like sometimes you want to be like, nigga, now you know that was wrong. Like, do you ever be like, this is dumb. One of the things that I tell people, you know, especially when they first start with couples, I'm not on anybody's side. Like I'm for the relationship. If there's children in that marriage, I'm that children's counselor. Or if that's a relationship, that's I'm the relationship counselor. Like mm-hmm. I can separate and I don't even need all the details. A lot of times couples come in and they want to give me like all these minute details. I don't care about that. Let's get to the core root again of what happened. Because you're not in here to sway me one way or the other. That's not going to happen. So I'm just here to help you get to, again, the core root of what happened. I don't need all the details about how you went to CHOPS and then his phone rang at 9.05 and then the text. I don't need all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need some of it. But you're more than likely people give you a lot of details because they want you on their side. And I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on the side of the relationship being healthy. The side of helping out. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Do you find that a lot of the times in your therapy sessions and with all the couples you've seen that the ending conclusion is mostly the same everyone wants the same thing they just don't know how to you know sometimes you can get in an argument with somebody it's like y'all are both fighting for the same thing all the time (laughs) oh i'll be like are y'all okay stop listening to respond and just process just sit for a minute you're literally saying the same thing tomato tomato and y'all arguing over who accentuated the o just listen but Mm -hmm. listen with your heart and listen with an open mind and let your defensiveness kind of go down that happens all the time and everybody does want the same thing they want to be attached they want to be help you know happy mm-hmm. and joyful but their own egos and their own pain gets in the way i don't know what happened but it got better okay i didn't want you to keep going and be like a blur oh, the whole hi. time that's my niece gianna hi gianna hi, you want to wave oh hi, hi. they're saying hi tea. you can't hear oh, she's she beautiful said thank hi. you she takes after her auntie oh <laughs> so humble what a humble auntie <laughs> You can hear them? Yeah, because she has sensitive ears. She can hear y'all. Okay, she is well, adorable. You might want to scoot over a little She's bit. She's like, okay, I'm in the show now. <laughs> you, can, you can sit right here. Okay. So, okay, Will and Jada. Will What and do you want to say about them? You know, I watched the interview mm-hmm. three times just because I wanted to look at facial expressions. I was really looking at Jada was a whole G. She's like, this is what we did. This is what we did. There were moments where Will Smith looked uncomfortable, but they have agreed in this in their relationship. We all have known this about them. They're known as swingers. Do you ever suggest that couples should have an open relationship? Because I honestly feel like with Will and Jada, they just don't want to get a divorce because they don't want to end their marriage, but they seem happy with like doing their thing. And I personally wish that more marriages would kind of 
be more open to the untraditional marriage. Yeah, but monogamy, because but, you do get bored. Yeah, but they weren't saying that they were in an open relationship. They yeah, said they that said, they like that's the rumor that's going around. But they said that they were separated and that they agreed to find other people. So to me, that's not an open relationship. While you're still married, you're separated. And that was the story that they told. Well, dating other people and you are still married legally. Yeah. Do you ever suggest that to your clients? No. <laughs> Why? Because there's so many rules. So I do have couples and Atlanta is as a huge polyamorous community. So there are couples that come to me that are in a poly lifestyle, right? There's so many rules that you have to follow. I think the thing about Will and what I saw too, I didn't watch it three times, but I definitely watched it one time. He looked uncomfortable because he was mad that the secret came out. Like whoever he's been dealing with, you've not heard a thing. At all. You know for a fact, he's had his own moments, but you haven't heard anything about him. So there are rules to this. You can't mess with people that don't understand the rules to this. So I think he was more irritated that they had to address it because mm -hmm. you're right. It's been a, a rumor for a very long time. They've been married since 97. Mm -hmm. They've been married it's 23 a long years. time. Long time. Jada came out initially and said, we're not divorcing. And will too. Like, whatever mm -hmm. we got to do. If you got to be up on this house, on this side of the house with your boo, and I'm on this side of the house. I remember that interview. Mm -hmm. So... You're right. It's probably been open for a long time, but with open relationships or polyamorous or polygamous relationships, you gotta have the rules. If you don't know the rules, you're gonna be violated on all types of different levels. And I think that's why he was pissed off because clearly August Alcina didn't get the rule book. Yeah, like Jada knew the rules, <laughs> but he didn't. I I just wonder like the conversations and how it really started because it just doesn't make sense to me how you would have this young man, very young man, come into mm -hmm. your life. You start this relationship with him. And it's like, I really just wonder, did you tell him, keep your mouth shut about certain things? This isn't for public consumption. Or and you told him that and he didn't respect it? Or did you just get so caught up in feeling good that yeah. you forgot that conversation. I just really wonder. And we'll probably and never know because that's probably friend. the last conversation we're going to hear about it. Right, I but feel like she friend. probably told mm -hmm. him the rules and the regulations. Yeah. And he, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you don't, you're just dramatic. You just kind of, your feelings are on your sleeve. You don't really care. Something happened to make you upset. And you, in the back of your mind, were like, one day I'm sharing what happened because I love you. And I can't <laughs> believe you really ended this. Right. Somebody dropped the rule book, but that's your son's friend. You got to think he was sick. He was ill. He's very ill. Um, yeah. There was a whole bunch of different variables going on. I think he did kind of seek her out as somebody that was healing him, his soul, his emotionality, of course, physical. Um, and I feel like he was betrayed. Like you said, I think he got betrayed and got in his feelings and, and told. Probably got an album coming out about it. Oh, he did have an album come out. And right. I feel like that's why this this came out um, now, why it's so timely, because the interview, when he was talking about it, he talked about so much other stuff, but nobody cared about anything else. This was the tea that we wanted to talk about, and this is what's been going on for weeks. But he has released new music. I mean, he released music when the rumors first came out about it, and there was a song about her 
and their text yeah. messages in the video. I don't know if y'all remember that. It was a mess. I know. I, what's the name weird. of the song? I forget it, but I'll look it up and send you the link to it. But it's like a video, and you just see the conversation of their text messages, and he's singing about it. The song is whatever Jada Jada's uh, middle name is. That's what the song is called, and that's how he addresses her in the song. Mm-hmm. You know, to, messy, messy. To every, all the couples out there that, especially married people, if you want to open up your marriage and be a throuple couple, or y'all gonna have separate people that you have said, you really do. Just like Corey said, you have to make sure that you are very thorough and clear with those rules. Yes, because um, it can go left real quick, and yes. I feel like that's also an important thing to talk about before it even goes left. If this happens, then how do, how would you deal with it? Like, it's almost like an interview process. I have done that with couples that want to have a threesome with me because I had a bad experience with a married couple. Right. It can get dramatic real quick and you really need to sit down and talk about everything. Exactly. Exactly. Or if there's not clear expectations, expect somebody's feelings to get hurt and that's dangerous. It's mm-hmm. talking about you playing with a lot of different parts of people. I'm not just talking about sexually. You're, you're playing with right. their emotionality. Again, you're triggering a lot of abandonment and there's a lot of people in pain roaming this earth that look good, Mm -hmm. fine as hell, and got a lot of stuff going on and you're triggering that. So you have to be open with expectations and rules. So that's why I wouldn't tell anybody, hey, this is what you need to do because everybody is not built like that. Sure not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. Um, Corey, are you married? I am. Have you ever opened up your marriage? No, I have not opened Would up my you? marriage. You know what? Ask me in about 10 years. <laughs> How long have <laughs> you been married? But I am very, I am very secure in our connection. So, you know, ask me in about 10 years. We'll, okay. we'll do an update. We'll do an update. <laughs> <laughs> How long have y'all been married? We've been married for nine years. We've been together for a while. So, yeah. Ooh, that's a long time. Oh, do you we- ever get bored? irritated I, I want to say, say bored like I think when you marry your best friend and you have a good understanding of who you are when you enter that then you can't get bored because his my joy doesn't rely on him he doesn't have my joy in his hand anyway so mm. I'm never bored with him because I'm never bored in general um mm-hmm. but just in in the grand scheme of things like you have to have a core root of friendship again i just talk about core all day core core core. no (laughs) pun intended with Corey, but honestly Mm -hmm. if you don't have that going in you will be bored now he gets on my good goddamn nerves all the time Mm -hmm. like tap dance on that last nerve like i tell people all the time especially during quarantine let me tell you that shit right there was enough to make anybody go bananas what was that like for you guys there was many a day i had to walk out and just cuss at the sky like fuck rona whatever what was the number one issue during quarantine being stuck with your spouse just the lack of just normalcy in my routine what i'm Mm -hmm. used to doing it really didn't have anything to do with him to be honest now we got on each other's nerves because we're we're best friends like you know your best friend gets on your nerves Mm -hmm. but you still love them you still ride you still run through glass for them but he does mm-hmm. get on my nerves. I get on his nerves all the time, I'm sure. But you work through that. And mm-hmm. again, I'm never bored with him because if your joy rests in the hands of your partner, you in a lot of trouble. Because if they're busy, they're working, they go on a trip or they leave you, you asked out. Mm-hmm. Again, that's a whole other thing because people bring that into relationships. You better be whole. Don't be half going in any relationship, no marriage, no nothing. 
because you don't want half of nothing. I always tell people, if you go to a restaurant and they bring you half a pizza, you're going to be mad as hell. You want whole. You want whole everything, especially a partner. And not to dwell on Will and Jada, but me and my little brother and my sister um, were actually watching a video. I think this was on his Instagram. And he was saying how he retired from, this is an older video, but he retired from trying to make Jada happy a long time ago. And he was saying how you can't rely on some, just what you said, you can't rely on another person to make you happy when you're unhappy. That person can be fun and they can do all these things for you, but you can't source your happiness from another person or other people because it's not going to be fulfilling long term. It's going to be temporary. If you, if you even get there in and out of relationships looking for that and it's within you or you that person is going to jump through hoops trying to make you happy. And it's like, can you even get happy? No, because you're not happy already. And you're going to keep hearing that. You're never satisfied. Nothing I do is good enough. You're going to keep hearing that same verbiage over and over and over again. And the reality mm-hmm. is they're telling you the truth because you're looking for something outside of yourself that you have to give yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I, know, I know there have been times where I have felt just really unhappy. And it's like nothing anybody could do was going to help. And then some people they didn't want to deal with me anymore they didn't want to be my friend they didn't want to date me nothing and i got it it was like okay well they would get mad because i was just like whatever but i knew that i wasn't in a good place i couldn't be a good friend um nothing you did was going to make me happy because i was trying to figure me out and that is just like a shitty place to be in quite honestly and so i hope that when people go through that you do find some help because it's hard to do it by yourself it's easy to rely on friends and family, but I personally think you should, if you can afford it, if you can find a way, get an unbiased opinion through a therapist and get some professional help with somebody who can help you. Because even when you talk to your friends and you talk to your family, no matter how unbiased your friends and family try to be, I personally think they still gonna have your back at the end. Oh, yeah. So yeah. their opinion can be slightly skewed. Even if they tell you certain things, it's still like, well, I'm still on your side. So if it's like an issue with a person or an issue with anything they're Mm -hmm. always going to do what they think is best for you and it's not truly unbiased even if they do try to consider other things y'all get some therapy get some therapy because what will end up happening is Mm -hmm. you push so many people away and then you're gonna look up one day and be sad and lonely Mm -hmm. and in a darker place than you were already at get some some Mm -hmm. help it's out there Uh, it ladies, out there. like, sorry, sorry, ladies, Shh. sorry, I don't know if y'all can hear those puzzles and lunch boxes for the children who haven't been in school all year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are they doing? That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I believe in self-investment. When you work hard, you want to reward yourself with nice things. No more cheap products where you don't know what exactly is in them. You need premium products that mirror your lifestyle. That's what got me into Native. My Native deodorant doesn't just block odor better, it's made better. Native has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil, shea butter, and tapioca starch. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. You know, aluminum forms a plug in your sweat glands, right? And it will keep you from sweating. That's why Native never uses ingredients like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. 
Switching to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice odor protection. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. With over 10 scents, including rotating seasonals, Native has something for everyone. Their most popular classic scents are coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus and herbal. My new favorite is coconut and vanilla. I had been using lavender and rose and wanted a change and I love the smell. Native is not one of those natural deodorants where you're walking around funky all day. It really does work. Native is risk-free to try. Every product comes with free shipping within the U.S. plus free 30-day returns and exchanges. See why so many people love Native and check out the over 14,000 five-star reviews. Like right now, the summer seasonals smell really, really good. They're available through September 14th. There's four different scents that are all inspired by different areas of the U.S. So after I finish, after I finish the stick of the coconut and vanilla, I'm definitely going to try the sweet peach and nectar inspired by the South. There's also a rosé scent that's available through the the 10th of August. Native has also made the pledge to be plastic free and the new packages are 100% plastic free. Do what I did and make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash cocktails or use promo code cocktails at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash cocktails or use promo code cocktails at checkout for 20% off your first order. Coronavirus isn't going anywhere, even if outside is open, okay? It's harder and harder the longer that we stay in the house to meet new people. And that's why I'm back online trying to date and this time I'm using OkCupid. Dating apps in the past haven't really worked out for me until I downloaded OkCupid. And with all the time at home, all I have to do is sort through these profiles. OkCupid is all about matching people with what matters most to them, from food to politics and everything in between. The app actually asks you a whole lot of questions. They're really thought provoking and they'll help you to get to your perfect match. A whopping 93% of people on OkCupid are virtual dating right now. So go ahead and download the OkCupid app. It's completely free and you can meet someone interesting without even leaving your couch. You might even get a little virtual date in. Join me on OkCupid today. (laughs) So speaking of getting to the core of most situations and how difficult that can be for people, insecurities in relationships. What have you found is a common insecurity that, let's break it down with men and women, that men come with in relationships and that women come with? That word enough, they don't feel enough. Mm-hmm. They don't feel smart enough, strong enough, tall enough, fine enough, enough. And that doesn't have anything to do with that person you're in a relationship with. You brought that with you. Like I guarantee you, I always tell people by the time they get to me, you're just triggering that in your partner. Like mm-hmm. the arguments that you have, or maybe you kind of on your phone. Now they asking you who you texting. That has nothing to do with you. You've triggered it but you didn't give them that issue. That issue was given to them a long time before you even met. Inadequacy, not enough. Don't feel enough. I'm not smart enough. That's imposter syndrome. I'm not you know, strong enough. There's all types of inadequacies and insecurities in people. They just don't feel enough. But even though we say like, you know, you, your partner doesn't carry your happiness. When we do become uh, partners, do you ever advise the other person to sometimes help with the uplifting part because I get that you don't carry my happiness but I still don't want you to like add to the if I don't feel smart enough I don't want to be like well you brought that in and so you need to fix it well I might need 
need you to uplift me a little bit. You're my partner. Right. I always tell people, be very clear about what your triggers are and communicate that to your partner so they cannot trigger that in you. And I always tell people there's, you got to know your love language, but you also have to know your attachment style. If you don't know those two things, you're just out here just free balling through relationships and expecting your partner to know stuff about you that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you have to communicate those things and you're right. It is not your job to fix it, but don't mess it up. If you're not going to help something, don't hurt it. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the attachment styles? Because we've talked a lot about love languages, but that one, I still get those all mixed up. Yeah, you know, love languages, when Gary Chapman wrote that book, I think it got real popular. I don't know if it came out like on A Bachelor or somebody, somebody really. Something, but I got it. And I love that book. (laughs) Everybody knows it. And it's crazy because even with love language, you know how it relates to a relationship, but people don't realize it's how you receive love. So Mm -hmm. it should be for yourself as well. If your words of affirmation and you're treating yourself like shit and self-talk, you're not honoring and loving yourself either. Mm -hmm. So to expect that in a relationship, It's just, again, you're looking for that person to overcompensate, which you're not giving yourself. So -hmm. if your love language is physical touch, you need to be going to get massages. You need to be going to the chiropractor. You need to be having all kinds of fuzzy blankets and you need to find a way to love yourself and and recognize your love language as a way to kind of love yourself as well as communicate that to your partner. Now with attachment styles, there's different attachment styles. A lot of people bring anxious attachment styles into a relationship or insecure attachment styles. What's that exactly? So anxious attachment means that you're going to be just, again, very insecure. And and attachment style refers to you from your childhood. So again, I always tell people, you're the sum of all of your parts. So no, you don't have to focus on you just as a child, but you do have to take into consideration if you were a child and your needs weren't met, let's say your parent was on drugs or they worked a lot or your, your mother or father wasn't in your life and you didn't have those initial needs met your attachment style is more than likely going to be anxious or avoidant. Avoidant is like people that are like, I just want sex. You know, I just want to friends with benefits. I just want, you know, no strings attached. So because there might be a commitment issue. No, raise your hand. That's me. Yeah. Because there's a fear. If I attach, you're going to leave me. Mm -hmm. So again, so you have, you can have anxious avoidant different types of attachment. The ideal attachment style, of course, is secure. If you're with a secure attached person, that doesn't mean you come from a two-parent Cosby show, you know, household. You just got your needs met, whether it was mom, dad, grandmom. You were you were raised in love and you were raised to understand that your needs were prioritized and met. Mm-hmm. So if you are from a secure attachment style, you're going to be confident in your relationship. You ain't checking no phones. You know that fool will be crazy to leave you. You can cheat on me if you want to, because I'm out. Like, you will be so confident. You're confident in sex. If you're having sex and you're worrying about what you're looking like and smelling like, you you have an anxious attachment style. You can't even orgasm because you're so deep in your head about what your boobs look like when you're laying down. You ain't even feeling good enough to come. Like, your attachment style to me is more important than the love language. And a lot of people have no idea. I want to give you guys a link if you can put it up after this so people okay. can take the quiz. Oh, yeah, I need a good quiz. Yeah, it's a quick quiz. Eight minutes. Oh, that's not bad at all. Because some of them are kind of long, and I get distracted. Can you text (laughs) us that link, too? So we can do it tonight. Yes, I need y'all to learn your attachment style. And if it's not secure, that's okay. No, I know it's not. (laughs) Well, you know what, Corey? I get confused with my attachment style because it's like I'm almost like a little bit. I don't even know if mine has a name. I meet people, and if I'm feeling you 
like I'm most of the time like confident in it, but I get attached. I'm planning the wedding. I'm in love if everything is going right in that first week. And we that's know that still it's anxiety. Probably. It's almost an overcompensation of let me lock you down before I lose you. That's still <laughs> right. Because a secure attachment is whether I marry you next year or 10 years, you lucky to have me. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to lock them down because you're not afraid they'll leave you. Yeah. Mm. There's so different variations of avoidant. There's different variations of, you know, anxious. There's different variations of secure. You could have a secure avoidant. You can have different variations. And when you take that quiz, I love this quiz that I'm going to send y'all mm -hmm. because it actually gives you the breakdown. It tells you exactly kind of what you need to work on to get to that ideal secure attachment. Mm hmm. Yeah. Something that you said earlier about the love languages. So, for example, and it just clicked when you said it because you were like, most people don't think about what they need for themselves. And I did not think you were about to say what you were going to say. I thought she meant like as far as giving and receiving love. Yeah. Like giving, I give somebody quality time. I want them to give me quality time. That's how we share love, right? Oh, yeah. So that. that's what I thought you were saying. But then as you went on and you were saying, like, you have to remember to do that for yourself. That's something I don't do. And I've got to work on that because quality time. So I will give a lot of time to lots of other people. I try to spend time with people and then I find myself getting burnt out and then I get a little snappy. Whether it's the people I've been spending time with or somebody else and I it's sometimes it's almost like I feel guilty when I don't want to be around people and I'm and I, I'm just frustrated usually at that point when I'm deciding like okay I'm just going to be by myself I don't want anybody at my house I don't want to talk on the phone I don't want you to call me if it's important I'd rather text or you know email and I'll get back right. to you when I get back to you because I just need to be alone I need some quality time with me in my bathtub with my wine my reality shows 90 day yeah. fiance whatever and I forget that part right we all do so if you're constantly prioritizing other people the message you're sending to yourself is you ain't shit you don't matter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is Kiki that's something that I have been working on too my love language is gifts <laughs> even by and yourself stuff I've really been making sure that the more money I start to make, I buy myself something nice that I would expect a man to get me, or I take myself yes. on a nice date. And, it, and it, I'm starting to be more and more comfortable being like, why not spend a check on yourself? Like right. it's for you. And now that you I've want. been doing, that feels good, doesn't it? It feels so good. Even if it's something where it's like, when you talk about the massage, I think up somewhere on the top of my love languages, it's also acts of kindness and then um, yeah. physical touch. I made sure that I got a membership at a massage therapy place. And I go nice. every month to get a massage to make sure that I'm treating me how I want these men to treat me. Cause I'm not, you're never going to be like, Oh, you wouldn't do that for yourself. Oh yes, baby. I would. And honestly, it feels better. <laughs> To me, yeah. when I do it myself, you can't, expect it. you can't expect someone to ever give you something that you're not giving yourself like attract mm -hmm. like and anything that gravitates to you is a reflection of the love you give to yourself. So if you're not prioritizing yourself, expect to not be prioritized by that person. Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, that's a word. That's it a is. word. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, yes, when you do that, I need you to connect that thought with that emotion. If you're mm -hmm. doing that massage a month, I need you to go in there and say, I'm doing this because I love the hell out of myself. Don't just do the action without the emotion connected to it. You're right. Mm -hmm. a huge difference. Let me tell you something. When you do that consistently, can't nobody tell you shit. You don't, it's not a need that anybody else can give you. I always tell people fulfillment is imagining your favorite meal. Let's say your favorite mm -hmm. meal is, 
What's your favorite meal, uh, Kiki? Crawfish. <laughs> crawfish from where? Um, the crawfish hole, which is really hard to get. It's in my hometown, Natchitoches, Louisiana. But I did two okay. crawfish boils since I've been in Texas. So okay, I so love them a lot. Yes. Let's say you go to that restaurant. Uh huh. They bring you a big old bushel of crawfish. You mm-hmm. sit there, you eat so much, you eat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Can that chef then come out and give you another bucket of crawfish and you eat it the same way? <laughs> Let's say you're full now. You had two. Let's I'm probably I'm probably gonna try, but no. Right. You almost be sick of it. That's yeah, I have to throw out. Throw that it is up. <laughs> when you yourself are full, emotionally we function the same way. When I'm mm-hmm. full. What you come and give me, I would tell that chef, thank you, that's sweet, but I'll take it home or I'll do, it It will be nice. Tomorrow. Right. Because <laughs> I don't need it. Uh-huh. I'm full. We are full, like nutritionally, the same way we're full emotionally. I don't need anything on the outside of me because I'm making sure as an adult, it's my responsibility to make sure I'm good. Mm-hmm. Fulfillment functions like that. Mm. So how do you let somebody do something that you're already doing for yourself? What do you mean? Give me an example. So like, mm, paying your rent. (laughs) (laughs) You can allow them to pay your rent and then you take that same amount that you would have put into your rent and you either restore it, put it in your credit, put it on your your bank account or buy something for yourself. And it's nice, but you don't need it. Let's say Mm -hmm. he didn't, he didn't give you that. You ain't out on the street, but you have it. Mm -hmm. It's nice. You'll, you'll accept it. I receive it, mm-hmm. but I don't need it. A lot of people mm-hmm. out here need stuff from you. A lot of people get in a relationship and they need you to call them. They need you to take them out. They need you to tell them you strong. You, you so important. They need so much from you because they don't have it within themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't want any more incomplete people coming. I really to don't. To my either. phone, you have to, to my DMs. <laughs> When you're whole, that's what finds you. Like attracts like. So when you are fulfilled and whole, mm-hmm. somebody incomplete won't even think they could talk to you. I don't know, girl. You'd be surprised because <laughs> these little roaches in my inbox, I'm just like, why Why did you think that this was a good idea? You probably right. would never talk to me, but where did you find your confidence at? Because I think I would like to get a little piece of it. They, I mean, sometimes, you know, things like that are going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. got to shoot their shot. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah. I gotta shoot my shot. They don't believe intrinsically that they can have you. And, they and that's why they started the message off like, I know, I know you can't, but <laughs> just in case you having a low really? moment, you might have right. low self esteem, bitch, and you might just need me today. <laughs> it could be you my lucky day. Right, right. Some just people have it. slipped through the cracks at those times. So, you know, occasionally it does work. That's why they do it, because it works. People don't play cards that don't work ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We are going to move on to Indecisive Diane. And when we return, we are going to have Corey help us with some advice letters. Okay. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Okay, Diane, tell us a cute little date idea you have for us. Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane. And listen, there's this little place. It's a restaurant slash bar. 
And was it still nice? Well, listen, the food is really good. And here's what I like about the bucket shop. Every time you go there, their music is great. And you always meet men. They might not be the finest men, but they're the type of men that'll pay for everything. So here's the deal. Go there, get the hot wings mixed with lemon pepper, a side of ranch dressing and some celery sticks. Have a Casamigos margarita and enjoy it. Okay, girl, you sound excited. Who you meet up there? Well, you know, I can't tell you because, listen, I got a little team. It's good dick season. Isn't that what you ladies call it? Okay, girl, what's the address? It's 3475 Lenox Road, Northeast Atlanta, Georgia, 30326. Go there, try it out, tell us how you like it. Thanks, Diane. No problem, ladies. Bye. And we're back from Indecisive Diane. Um, I can't wait to hear what advice a true therapist will give our listeners. Remember, if you guys want some advice to email us, ask cocktails at gmail.com that's a-s-k-c-o-c-k-t-a-l-e-s and perhaps we will answer it on the show okay so i have one up called manip the subject line says manipulative x okay so this listener writes in and she says um of course we'll keep you anonymous don't worry hey ladies Listen, I'm having ex trouble and would really love you ladies advice. I'm 25 and he's 32. I've always loved older guys because I've always been very mature for my age due to being raised by my grandmother. Anywho. Okay. I started dating this guy back in 2017. Need to remind. I had just gotten out of a five year relationship with my son's father. Okay, Um, so I took a break for a year to kind of see what I wanted, mingled a little bit. So that's how I met my ex. We can call him Chevy. Okay, so we dated. Everything was fine. Sex was good, but not great. Yes, he was small, ladies, but I overlooked it and really loved him for the kind of man he was. Okay, so boom, he turned out to be cheating. The chick he cheated with was pregnant with someone else's baby, which I found gross. She actually told me herself that they had a thing going on um, all because he didn't get her shit for Christmas and he went ham for me. So I'm guessing she was mad and ready to be spiteful. And so I forgive him. I'm not sure why, but I did. Walk of shame, girls. I know, right? Time's, time goes on. Fast forward a year later. We're having problems. Communication is weak. Lack of sex again. I mean, everything is just a repeating cycle now. So one night we go to eat and he's like, okay, babe, I'll stay here with you tonight. I'm thinking, oh, hell yeah. I'm going to get some dick finally after a month. He stays. Child, he's sleeping like a baby. I'm asleep, but something told me, something just told me, bitch, get up. It's, it's telling me, y'all, I'm telling y'all, I had risen like the dead. So I went through his watch. I'm guessing this is one of those fancy Apple watches or something. I went through his watch because I knew his phone was locked. Shaking my head, the disappointment I found, he was still cheating. But this time with six different women. It was stomach it was a stomach sickening feeling. He didn't say a word. He couldn't say he couldn't say shit but leave. Fast forward seven months, now he's expressing that he's sorry and he regrets it all. Needless to remind, I know for a fact he's still messing with those women. He's always been very manipulative. I feel that he wants me all to himself while he screws these women and I still should be all for him. My pussy has been throbbing for so long I have a slight attraction towards women. 
Well, this took a turn. I have a, stri- a slight attraction towards women because when I masturbate, it's lesbian porn. Kiki, I love. Oh, well, I don't know how to feel about this. Kiki, I love how nasty but sophisticated you are. <laughs> and Medina, I love your wild, free spirit energy. <laughs> Stay beautiful, ladies. So, ladies, how do I handle this situation? I'm going to let Corey tell you because. Um, you already know what I'm going to say. Leave that nigga? Of course. So. Why are you still there? Like, not even leave that. How did Why are you, you entertaining this? How low do you feel about yourself? Honestly, just listening to this. Of course, the process continued. Of course, the pattern continued. You haven't held anyone accountable. And that's, again, do you feel like you're enough? The sex is whack. Like, I heard a lot of, like, very red, red flags. Um, why didn't the relationship with your son's father work out and was that not of your choice and did you go into this feeling very insecure and so now you're just holding on to anything because you feel like you can't get somebody else because this man is clearly telling you you're not enough for whatever issues he has to deal with you went from one person to now six people now next year to be 12 people because you haven't even addressed the issue and and put down any boundaries or expectations for yourself why would you even endure that that's, those are some questions you really need to ask yourself, sis. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you need to ask yourself that. And I also, I always just envision myself tears streaming down my face in a dark room going through someone's phone. When I get, I can't remember the last time I went through somebody's phone. It has been a very long time. If I get to a point where I got to go through your phone, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It really is done. The relationship is, especially if there's, we don't have anything legally binding us to each other. Okay. You're just my boyfriend and the sex is whack and you went from one bitch to six bitches hell no i probably got all the stis and d's it's time to go (laughs) and one more thing i want to say um she shared a picture in her email now the picture is a picture of her but to me it's irrelevant in this story and Girl, I'm saying this with love. What I have noticed is when people send in their advice letters and they attach a picture, it's usually to prove the point that I look good. Why would he do this? Yeah. You're a cute girl. Sure enough. And I'm sure that you know that. But guess what? It's not all about the outside. No. You got to work on your inside. And it's not even maybe how you treat him. Maybe he sees how you're treating yourself. I don't know. You've got to look at that and work on what's going on inside. Like, for real, ask yourself, and I'm not trying to come down hard on you, but I really want you to ask yourself, why did you send a picture? What are you trying to prove? What were you, what, what would you get out of dealing with him? It's plenty of other men out there that you can go sleep with. And if you want to go dip in the lady pond, it's a whole bunch of women who are ready and willing. So, and, you know, from the letters we get, they seem to treat you better. So you, you might have fun over there. I mean, if you're open to exploring new experiences, explore them don't let this man who already showed you how he was going to treat you and showed you that he doesn't value you or how you feel and that you want monogamy and your health and whatever else leave him alone yeah yeah and the important part too we teach people how to treat us so not only you know somewhere along the way maybe he got it misconstrued and like kiki said you could be a beautiful person outside but if you don't understand and feel that intrinsically and you letting somebody drag you then your external means nothing because you're allowing him to see that he can do you any kind of way, whether you're beautiful, you could be a 10, but you're allowing yourself to be treated like a zero. Mm -hmm. 
Halle Berry. Halle Berry. <laughs> Y'all saw what happened Halle. Let me grab my charger and then I'll read the next one. Hold okay. On. But yeah, girl, work on that. And I'm saying this because I care because it's obviously bothered you. I know that everything bothered y'all that y'all send an email about because y'all don't even know it's for real. So it's got to be on your heart or on your yeah. mind or wherever. So I hope that you are able to like really just sit down and have a conversation with yourself or a therapist. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and, you know, right now is the perfect time to get on one of those help, those apps like BetterHelp. I know yeah. we used to have a, a code for it. It might still work. It was cocktail, so try it. And then there's Talkspace. Talk you right. can you go can online. Me. You're right. a black girl. Go to therapy, therapyforblackgirls.com. Tori already told us she booked and busy. She can't take no more clients. But, <laughs> but maybe she has a recommendation. But let's say you have a financial issue. Go to mm. Open Path Collective. Open Path Collective will see you between $30 and $60 per session. And they will see couples for $80. So find a therapist through OpenPathCollective.org. Mm, that's a good one. Look at that. Girl, Girl you just got some real good, solid advice. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I, I love how Kiki pointed out, no judgment or shame to you. Mm -hmm. Don't shame yourself. If you shame yourself, you will stay with that man. Because in the process of you shaming yourself, you're telling yourself, again, I'm not worthy. You will not leave. Just honor that you may have made a mistake, a poor lapse in judgment. Love yourself through the process of leaving. Mm -hmm. You're young. You got time. You'll figure you're it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one. The subject line says short, simple, and to the point. Oh, is says, it? <laughs> this one really is short. Okay. Hi, ladies. I just want to know your thoughts and advice on dating men that have a kid or kids. Should I see where it goes or move on? I've been involved with this fine-ass man with great dick, but he has a baby. And that kind of makes me leery of pursuing something further with him. Thanks, y'all. I love the show. Love Anonymous. Aw, that's sweet. Why does it make you leery? I wish I wish we could have a back and forth with it, with her. Because I always wonder that about people. I wonder what would make someone leery on dating someone with this with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder because you know, everybody has personal reasons why. Some people are intimidated by the baby mama. Some, mm -hmm. Some people don't want no kids. Some and people don't want, want to be the main priority. That, that too. And what kind of person are you if you got to be the main priority knowing he already got a kid? You know, that's a, that's a little sticky situation. So I don't know. I just wonder what made you feel that way. But what do you think, Corey? Oh, I was going to ask you, do you guys ever let people call in? Does that ever happen on your show? No, but if we in quarantine for a while, I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> no, even on Instagram Live, letting them join, it's just a mess. They're going to be calling oh. in asking other questions. Oh, right. Okay. Can I see your toes? No, but, yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, yeah, fans only for your feet. No, um, <laughs> I think this is a valid concern. But like you said, Kiki, I think you hit it on the head. I think y'all got some therapists y'all because there's something else deeper core medina there's something at her core that's afraid because why wouldn't you i mean if this person is able to prioritize and has boundaries put in place with that child's mother then why would you have a problem attaching he's fine y'all clearly having sex because you rated his dick already so mm -hmm. where's the issue you're sharing your body but you're still leery there's that that's an anxious attachment and so you've got to get to the root of that a lot of mm -hmm. people say well, I don't want to deal with baby mama drama, which means they're afraid that person is still having sex with that person. And why would you be having sex with someone you're not even thinking is prioritizing you? That's some that's a whole bunch of different stuff. But getting to the root of why, if you don't want kids, then that's a valid 
that's a very valid core value. If you say to yourself, you don't want children, you shouldn't be dating or having sex with people that have children because the likelihood of you guys still connecting and attaching and you then being a step parent, blended family issues are huge in therapy. You can't be with someone that has a child and you don't want anything to do with that child. There's no yeah, way that's, that's fucked that's up. Happening. That's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Um, or like you said, Kiki, they don't want the, the child prioritized. That's that's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. you got to get to the root of why you don't. But if, you, if you're honoring yourself and you just don't want to date someone with kids, don't date someone with kids. There's plenty of people out there that don't have kids. That is what I stand by. I think if you ever have to question like do i want to date a guy that has kids and you if you've never done it before then maybe try it but if you see how you feel yeah if you know you don't want to date someone who has kids don't do it just don't do it if you're having these thoughts i feel like don't do it especially meeting the kids you'd be surprised how many people meet these children the children get attached to them and then they're they already know they don't want to be in this person's life you know long term Mm -hmm. consider other people yeah Consider the kids too. Now I don't want to push no babies out, but I'm playing about the kids. You can't be treating the kids bad. Don't enter. Everybody who is listening, whether you're a parent or you dating somebody who got kids, do not enter anyone's life who has a child and then be in that child's face, spending time with them, buying them gifts, getting them Jordans and stuff, candy, going ice cream, and you don't want to be around. Right. Now listen. Because when that kid comes and throws some rocks in your eye, I'm going to say good job. (laughs) <laughs> I am the queen of I used to say I didn't want to date anyone who has kids and recently mm-hmm. I've started doing it I like older men it's just a different situation there isn't drama it's, you older everything just falls into, you're older you have your shit together mm-hmm. but what I will say is I'm quick to be like now look I don't know where this is headed I'm not trying to meet your kids I had a guy put his daughter on the phone and I was nice to the daughter but then after we were alone I told him don't ever do that again I'm not comfortable with that your child probably wasn't comfortable with that and quite frankly it's inappropriate we've known each other for two weeks Right. Good boundaries. Two Look weeks. Good boundaries. And this is why the baby mamas be having attitudes. It's not because they want to sleep with their baby daddy. They left him probably for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's because he's got bad judgment. I remember yeah. meeting a guy. I was dating a guy and I met his son. His son was much older, like a teenager in high school. So it wasn't as weird. But I'm like, why is he here? First of all, he kind of old. Um, real close to age and me i feel like compared to him so it's just like it's not like a little kid this is a grown kid who understands fully what is going on why are you introducing me to him we're not together we're just going on dates this is not a family unit i don't need to be with your mama and your auntie and your uncle and your son and your other son and all this this is too much i thought we were going to lunch it's too much (laughs) and now it's a family function I did not know. And I feel very uncomfortable. You ask me why I'm being standoffish because I don't want anybody to like me because now I don't like you. And I just want to disappear. <laughs> Everybody can hate me because this is weird. It's weird. Like, okay. I want to read one more advice letter since we have Corey here. Okay. The second one says sexy wife, happy life, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Hey, Kiki and Medina. I'll get straight to the point since I know you normally skip over the OMG. I love y'all stuff. No, we don't, girl. We love you too. I do. Okay, so <laughs> I just read it and thank y'all. 
basically, I'm getting married in a little less than five months. Yeah. I was 19 and now I'm 27. He is 31. I share our ages because even though we started dating really young, we've grown so much together and have truly gone through a lot to make sure that we were ready to get married and start a family. I also think we've grown a lot sexually. But since I was so young when we started dating, I never saw myself as sexy. And my fiance and I even joke about how hard it is for me to be sexy and how I end up being awkward or corny, but in a cute way. I've also gained weight, obviously, since we started dating. <clears throat> so sometimes I'm insecure about that. And there have definitely been times when we've both gotten comfortable with our sex and it's gotten boring. And usually we just wait for a time when we can relax and throw back some drinks to get a little extra nasty. My issue with us getting married, I want to evolve as a woman. I've always been sexual, but not sexy. I have lingerie, but don't wear it because my fiance says that stuff doesn't matter to him. We've gone on nice vacations where the ambiance is sexy, but he genuinely thinks I'm a cornball. I love that he loves me even if I am awkward when it comes to getting in the mood, but we're getting married. And I want to do something that would really shock him and get him hype to dick me down. I need that type of energy and I don't want to rely on getting drunk. So what can I do to switch up my persona? For lack of a better word, um, oh, for lack of a better word, and show my fiance that I can be sexy. Thanks for reading this and for the help, including my fave pick of us too. Okay, before anybody says anything, I just got to say something. <clears throat> First of all, the fact that he thinks that you're awkward when you try to try to be sexy or he thinks you're a cornball, the nigga is going to be shocked if you really do look your own self in the mirror, hype yourself up, tell your own goddamn self you look fine as fuck. Bitch, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't like trying to be sexy. I feel weird. But lately I've been working on that too. Get your laundry and fuck if he says he don't, he doesn't really care about it. You care about it. Put it on and go in there and dance around even if you fall out your heels. Right. I am the awkward black girl, so I have nothing. <laughs> you are me and I am you. Um, I don't know how to do it. That's it. You don't know how to do what? Now, we're talking about sexiness. That's something you exude. We're not talking about twerking Meg the Stallion style. Like, okay, we can't twerk Meg the Stallion style, but don't you feel sexy? And doesn't that exude from you? No. <laughs> no, I feel awkward uh, most times. E every now and then, but it's never when I'm with anyone else. It's usually when I'm by myself. It's a very rare. Yeah. Um, any other time, it's like, when I think about it, I feel awkward, but I usually just try not to think about it. Like, well, she's I'm in my alcohol. head, so, huh? Right. I said she's talking about alcohol, too, because that's an inhibitor. That's a chemical inhibitor. And so she's mm -hmm. able to be freer because her brain is, is sent a signal to relax. So you can do that without alcohol, but you have to believe it intrinsically again mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. look good. Like Medina said, I don't give a damn if your heels are like bent sideways and your ass is up in the air all off beat. If you believe you're sexy, even him, it might be a little funny, but he'll believe it. You'll see. He's not going to really care because yeah. they don't be caring. People tell me I'm sexy a lot. Well, not a lot. Let me and not exaggerate. Sometimes. Because right. I have seen the videos. It's not sexy, but I, I, I appreciate the compliment. It's just like I saw it, but I'm also like, uh, I will over critique everything that I do. So, right, like, but describe sexy, put it into words, put it into five words or less. 
You can't. I it's, don't ab- know. <laughs> it's abstract. It's like love. It's like guilt. You can't put it mm-hmm. into five words or less. So if mm-hmm. it, it's abstract, that that means it has the definition that you give it. So if I feel like I'm sexy when I like Medina said, I feel sexy as fuck. I don't care if I got on, you know, a whole what's that garbage suit, the sauna suit. Work out in. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about that aluminum look, foil looking thing. Trainer, I put my waist trainer on that thing, be looking like Game of Thrones. You can't tell me shit. And I got <laughs> on a garbage suit. It's not about what I have on, it's how I feel about myself. It just exudes from you, I promise you. So and she's got to do some intrinsic work. She's got to get to the core root of why she doesn't feel sexy. And, and then, guess what? She will be. Mm-hmm. Something that also helps me is. Put on some sexy music, make yourself a playlist. If Bay is there, if Bay isn't there, dance around the house. You know, talk to yourself in the mirror. Right. It really does help. You might feel weird or corny in the midst of it, but the more you do those types of things, the more you will feel more comfortable doing it for right. your man. Or if you're like me and you're just doing it for, you know, men, like you get more comfortable right. the more you do it. Let me tell you something. You exude the confidence, and your nigga not gonna be laughing. No, he's you know laughing. Like, you laughing? That's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. Hold it's on, like, is right. it Magic City Mondays in here? Yeah. And even if you got to do a little role play, and maybe one day text him, be like, "Baby, meet me at the spot." Y'all meet at a little spot, and you get in the character from there. But drink water, bitch. Don't be drinking the alcohol. <laughs> right. Just a little bit. <laughs> Okay, just one shot. That's a good, I mean, that's that's perfect though. That's exactly what she should be doing. Figuring out why she doesn't feel it and why she, you can't sell anything you don't believe in buying yourself. Mm -hmm. It's all about your self-talk. It's a reflection of how people see you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, I want you to think about this. You're about to get married and hopefully if it works out, you're going to be married forever till death do you part. You don't want to be bored in that marriage. I've seen it and heard about it too many times. No. Just live your best life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's it for the advice. For, again, if you want to send us um, an email to get some advice, email it to us at askcocktails at gmail.com. That's A S K C O C K T A L E S at gmail.com. And now we will move on to the last part of the show the cocktails. Okay, I have to keep. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So, Corey, we're going to let you start off with the cocktail. Okay. And then we'll trickle it down, me and Kiki. You'll trickle it down, meaning like you'll have to say what I talk about? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying you like just get to tell your story. Just tell your story, and then we'll go after you. Okay. So, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I gotta share a cocktail on this. I don't want to say there's so many, but um, I had to pull out something really special for y'all. So I want to talk about the cunnilingus catfish because I, I really feel like people misrepresent themselves with sex. Mm-hmm. They overcompensate, overcompensate and oversell you on stuff. And then you really buy into the hype and then you're just really mad. So so I'm, let me make sure I have this right. So I'm just supposed to tell a story of a time that I had sex with somebody, right? It can mm-hmm. be sex, dating, embarrassing romantic nasty okay well this is all of that so <laughs> <I, laughs> tunneling is catfish i gotta call him that because he 
just back in the day on campus, this was a dude that was always yapping about how he could eat somebody out and make a fish sprung. Like this was just his thing, right? And he had mm -hmm. a reputation for it. Like people actually like not Google reviewed him back in the day. We didn't have that, but people would actually be like, yeah, this is that dude for that. So I'm like, okay, curiosity got the best of me one day. And so we hanging out. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna let him do this. So he starts to go down on me. And so around the thigh area was popping, like the tongue is happening, the lizard, like, you know how people can make their tongue do a, amazing, 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 thigh action, amazing. But then when he actually got to like the actual clip part, he bit down like he was chewing on like some church's chicken or something. I mean, literally bit me. Oh, uh-uh. I'm calling the police. All teeth bit me. And the look of horror on my face, I, I swear to God, the pain. I've had children since then and have not experienced that amount of pain. I would be mad. Did you mad, fight him? I was appalled. He, but the crazy part was before I could do anything, he falls back, looks at me like I'm crazy and say, what? Women love that when I bite. Women love what? When you put your teeth down on their clit. Who? I was like, who? Where are these women? I need to talk to them because I've never... Since then, thankfully, or even before then, have ever had somebody not nibble. Let me be clear. I'm not talking nibbling, sucking, or a little, not, no, no. I'm talking full clamp down teeth like he's giving an impression at the dentist's office. That but makes the, me hurt right now. I'm pressing right. charges. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, even just having to recall this story is so traumatic because for years I would not let anybody. If you weren't a gynecologist trying to give me my annual pap smear, you weren't coming in my vagina. Like, for real. It was that traumatizing. And he looking at me like I'm crazy. And everybody else on campus was talking about this was the dude for that. So I got to call him Cunnilingus Catfish because he, he was sold. He wrote a check. His ass and his mouth could not catch y'all. It was mm. just, I, I mean, even just now, you talk about trauma. I can, I'm triggered. My vagina is triggered in this moment, but just the pain of it. Mine hurts now. Yeah, I need to go soak in the bathroom with some Epsom Full teeth. Yeah. I can't imagine. Anyways, that's my. I can't imagine. You know, I live by you. What I've noticed in my experience is I can't trust a nigga that can't eat pussy. They always just turn out to be just not good people. And it's because you don't listen, you don't follow direction, and right. you don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's indicative of do you follow directions and have you paid attention in the past? Yeah, body language, breath, yes. like words, words, A flick on the side of your head, ah, ah. Yeah, or when thighs <laughs> start to tighten up, like you know, like when you start to clench a nigga's head, you can tell when it's like she likes it and she can't take it anymore, or if it hurts and she's trying to get you to stop. She just I'm trying to say put it. my foot right here, push you off. Mm -hmm. right. but don't oversell it if you're not sure if you got a move that is just not for everybody don't oversell it don't overcompensate because you do build the hype up and people are going to be disappointed nine times out of ten anyway mm -hmm. i'm a firm believer in don't sell it at all just yeah. let it happen yes. we don't even need to talk about it that's right. what i do let the action speak for itself yeah because you might like it you might not right. you're not about to mess up my yelp review <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your Google review. <laughs> Everything is for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. That's the that, that stood out when Medina told me earlier what it was. That just kind of stood out to me because that was like the disappointment of my whole 20s. Like, that was vicious. 
Oh. Sorry that happened to you. Mm. Um, At least you recovered. <laughs> okay. okay. I will go next. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shut up, Kiki. I just said okay. What? <laughs> you looked excited. You took your glasses off. Get comfortable. Let's stay for a while. Up against my lashes. Oh, I so, do see him. Okay, you guys. So I went out of town <laughs> this weekend and oh you getting all the love thank god they can't hear they want some camera time (laughs) keep going they can't hear went out of town to age time to see one of my little bays and i i did and it was a swell time i told him i was like we literally don't even need to make a whole lot of plans i was going on the trip for one reason and it was to be fucked and i was very clear about that we don't need all these plans. This is not what this is for. It's already coronavirus. I'm already at risk going through the airport. So anyways, as you guys know, I have really been trying to learn how to squirt. And it is a very difficult task for me. And it's probably because I think about it as a task. So I've been trying to like, you know, relax my mind. I'm, I've texted Kiki, like, how do I do this? I've, we're in a whole group chat. They're trying to coach me through how to squirt and it never works. <laughs> so one of the nights that I was there, I was like, you know, we were both talking about what we want and how we like to be pleased. And it was so refreshing because I don't do, you, we don't, I don't do that with a lot of people. We really sat down and talked about what we want to try, what we want to do with each other. Nice. So I was like, let's, he, this is really graphic. Sorry, Corey. Um, <laughs> all right, I was talking. I, I heard everything. Did you know? She listened to the show already. <laughs> so I was sucking his dick and I really wanted him to come in my mouth but he wouldn't come in my mouth so I was like it made me feel like I'm not doing a good job like he just he just wasn't coming and then my jaws was getting hurt and I was like okay look can't do it too much longer so I was like let's watch porn tonight you show me a porn of how you like your dick sucked and then we can watch a porn of you know somebody eating pussy so he was like, okay, well, ladies go first. He was like, pull up your favorite porn. What kind of porn do you like? I'm like, I like lesbian porn. So he was like, okay, cool, pull it up. I was like, well, do you want to watch black girls or white girls? He was like, well, we could watch black girls. We started trying to watch the black girls, but the weed was looking bad and they had socks on. So I was like, I'm so sorry. We got to go to the white girls. So we pull up the white girl lesbian porn and I'm watching them eat pussy. And he is watching it with me and we're talking about it. And then he just goes down into the covers and he starts eating my pussy. He's like, I put the phone down. He's like, no, keep watching it and tell me what you see. So I'm watching it and I'm telling him what I see. I'm like, oh my gosh, she just spit on her pussy. Oh my gosh, she just put her fingers in. So you guys, he is doing everything that I'm saying I see in the video. Play by play. Play by play. It was the sexiest shit that I have done in a long time. And before I knew it, my soul was leaving my body. I kid you not. I saw God. And I was like, oh my God. I wanted to cry. I never felt like sex was so fucking good that I needed to, I was about to cry and he wouldn't let me stop him. He just kept going. And before I knew it, it was waterfalls. Wow. It was squirting waterfalls waterfalls or waterfalls from your tear ducts. Squirting waterfalls. Okay. Good, 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 good. Squirting waterfalls. The nigga caught it in his mouth and then he came back up and put it in my mouth. Wow. It was so impressive. Athletic and he listens. And he listens and it was literally after that, I couldn't even, my body just went limp. I couldn't move for the rest of that. I was like, I'm so sorry. You be my stuck. soul left my body. Mm-hmm. You gotta wait yeah, for it to return in three days. 
I felt like when I got, even when I woke up in the morning and got on the plane and was coming back, I felt like a different woman. Like I wasn't, you know, I know I'm hyper and I'll be all like, eh, I was just, it was like, my name was Claudia. Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, you just, you, you left a whole different person than you came. Literally, no pun intended. Wow. Literally. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. What a blessing. Come on, somebody. Do you, do you like the city now? I mean, it's hot as shit in here. It is. That's really why I don't like it. I couldn't breathe. It was hot there. It's hot here too. It's right. just hot. I I forget because Atlanta's still the south. It's not nearly as hot. Last night it was 96 degrees. Mm. I'm outside of Dallas right now. It's 96 mm-hmm. degrees. In Atlanta it was like 73. Yeah. So listen, when I landed in Houston, I was mm-hmm. going to get my bag from baggage claim and go change into this long trench coat jacket and put on some lingerie and walk outside yeah. trying to pick me up. So but I it was too hot. To out. It was too hot. I couldn't even do it. I was like, if I do this, the trench coat is going to be stuck on me. I'm going to have a heat attack. It's like a plastic kind of like jack see-through thing. I couldn't even do this shit. I was like, he's going to be like, well, what happened? Why are you in the back of the ambulance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to wait till the winter time. This, yeah. That's not a... Um, it's not a summertime thing. I've done that. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, girl, you gotta wait till wintertime. Okay, yeah. so check this out. Y'all gonna be mad, but my niece is sitting right here, so I can't tell y'all my own story. So I'm gonna read one. But I got y'all, I got two for next week. Well, one and then, and then another one. Um, but I got I is got some read. Is it appropriate? Is it have customers? Well, it's, uh, it's not me, so it doesn't matter. All right. Okay. So it says <laughs> Hey, ladies, um, let me start off by saying, Kiki girl, thank you for putting us onto She Orgasms. You're welcome because every every girl needs them. Because um, that damn peel is the star of this cocktail. Anyways, it started one weekend. I went back to my hometown to visit friends and family. And anytime I'm in town, I always go see one of my guys. Let's call him Hometown Bay. For the past two months since the pandemic, I haven't been back home much. So this particular week, I made sure to let Hometown Bay um, know I'm coming through. And when I arrived in town that Friday afternoon, I asked Bay, what time should I come over? He tells me anytime because the only plans he has for the night is to be fucking me. Before I head over there, I take a shower, put my, oh, girl, she was ready. I take a shower, put my butt plug in, and pop some she orgasms. Now, ladies, my limit with those pills is usually two. But I haven't had any in over a month, and I want it tonight to be nasty. So I took four of them. Girl, if four wasn't enough, I also thought it was a great opportunity (laughs) to take an edible yeah, I know I was tripping. Yes, you were. She sent the laughing emojis. Okay. About 30 minutes to an hour later, I'm finally heading out to Hometown Bay. And all of a sudden, I'm walking to my car. I feel the pills and the edible kicking in. This, I, I don't know where this is going. I did not proofread this. Okay, baby. When I say my whole entire body just starts tingling and every touch to my body feels so erotic i'm rubbing down my body caressing my own skin and i'm turning my own self on as i'm driving next thing you know it starts throbbing not a little throb but throb as if i'm about to leap out of my clothes (laughs) 
Bye bye. <laughs> I was just like, where is the baby at? Bye, baby. Baby is, oh my God. She leaves and comes. Okay. When I pulled up to Hometown Bay, as soon as I started walking up to his house, I felt myself dripping. My pussy is so fucking wet that I can visibly see a huge wet spot through my black leggings. How you do that? Okay. Okay. Remember they were the, the Forever 21 ones that are super thin? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. At this moment, I knew that the edible and pills were a combination um, that were about to have me on demon time and it was about to be a crazy night. I waste no time getting in the house and I make a beeline for his bed and all in the same motion I take off of my clothes. I've been feeding for him all day and I didn't want to waste any time with small talk. He follows me to the bed and I begin to rip off his clothes like a lion attacking a gazelle. I know y'all saw Mufasa and them on King, uh, Lion King. All right. Um, I just wanted to feel him inside of me. He gets on top of me and inserts into my puddle dripping pussy. And simultaneously, we both let out a damn. His dick feels so good that I can feel all of his, all the veins of his shaft with each stroke. As he continues to stroke, I feel a sensation. I know the sensation all too well because when I masturbate, I have the same feeling when I'm about to squirt. Did you feel that, Medina? That throbbing mm -hmm. sensation? Mm -hmm. Okay. Never have I ever experienced this during penetration, but I go with it. And like a fountain, I begin squirting as he continues to stroke. I'm so embarrassed as I'm gushing out that I ask him to stop. He lets out a chuckle, assures me that it's okay, and tells me to turn my ass over. As he's giving me back shots, I lied to you not. I squirted again two more times. I don't know what pipes these pills busted, but it opened up floodgates. I'm a whole broken fire hydrant out here tonight. I'm three orgasms in, and we're still not done. I hop on top of him and begin to ride that dick like I was in a rodeo. As I saddle up, I'm riding for my life like the sensation comes again, and for the fourth time, I squirt again. How much water did you drink? <laughs> trying to get like you. okay following me hometown bay finally nuts as he does i fall off of him and lay back on the bed only to realize this bed is soaked splash mountain soaked not just a cute little wet spot on one side of the bed i mean the entire king size bed is covered it's so wet i thought i was at the pool hometown bay takes the soaked sheets off the bed throws them into the laundry and says i guess we have to finish round two on the couch oh hell no uh, round two on the couch while we wait for these to dry. And for the remainder of the night, we fucked until the sun came up. I've never, never experienced anything like this before. But that edible and the sheet orgasms is a combo that I will be partaking in again. Wow. Thanks, lady, for re thanks, ladies, for reading my cocktail. Hope you enjoyed it. A faithful listener. T, a.k.a. Little Squirtle, a.k.a. Super Soaker. Well, yeah. thank you, T. Um, that was a good one. I'm glad I that you had a good time. I need Squirtle. She has a future in like softcore, like porn uh, writing. Like her writing is beautiful. Like mm. the way she is vivid. All of that's beautiful. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Do you write books, girl? Send us another email. Yeah, <laughs> Do you write yeah. books? What happened the next weekend? So, <laughs> let us know. And I want you to do a how to on how to squirt back to back. Being new to the squirting community, I need to know. That would be a oh, good bonus. Mm. Yeah, those pills and the edibles. That's what she said. They do help. So, 
Corey, now would be the time to plug anything you might have coming up or how people can book you. I know you're not taking no more clients, but just for future, if there's anything you want to plug, Instagram, websites, now would be the time to do that. Well, um, I really wish people, I think like when Kiki was saying, wow, they never heard of Open Path Collective. I know therapy can be expensive, but there, uh, there are resources out there. Like you said, therapies, therapy for black girls, psychology today, Open Path Collective. Rather than plug myself, I'd rather just plug therapy in general. You guys, if you need somebody to talk to, don't let finances be an issue. Don't let the race of the person be an issue. Don't let your time be an issue. Plenty of psychology today. Therapists will see you on the weekends. People will see you virtually now pretty much anytime. So mm -hmm. get out there. If you do need the help, understand that you don't have to be crazy to seek therapy. You just need to want better for yourself. Stop enduring life and really start enjoying it. So I'd rather plug that than plug me. Thank y'all though. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Um, I hope y'all use these resources. Me too. I'm going to use will. some too, girl. Yeah. Because Open Path Collective, now wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> about to be on there as soon as we hang up. <laughs> we got some issues to work out. <laughs> Before we go, I too would like to plug something. Um, you guys, if you haven't seen me posting it on Instagram, I am working with an audio app. They have over 250 sexy stories and guided sessions in which they use a lot of my voices to play certain characters and to guide some of the sessions. And they've given me a code to offer my listeners and followers a 30 day free trial. And I really hope you guys try it. The, the link is very long, it's dipsystories.com, but we'll put the link in the caption of the show in the details so that you guys can click it, go to my link, download it, and listen to some of my stories and support me. I would really appreciate it. They're oh, very, uh, keep your headphones in, okay? <laughs> Keep your headphones in. I have listened to a few of them. They sound good. I was like, wait a minute. Yes. And then also, you guys, um, the cookbook is finally available for pre-order. It will be shipping out at the end of the month, beginning of the next month. I'm just waiting to make sure the samples are right because y'all are not going to be Simone me, okay? So I'm trying to make sure it's, it, the stuff is right. The content is there that I created. So I just want to make sure the pages and everything are good. I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited about it. So I have that. And then um, in the coming weeks, I'll have some more things to share with you guys that um, I'll be doing. So excited about that. Y'all make sure you check out Dipsy. Check out um, the cookbook. It's classy based. Huh? Listen, first of all, I love that clever name. I ordered my hard copy. Oh, you did? The, 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 Digital? the internet version. But then I was like, who wants to hold their phone while they're cooking? Let me go ahead and get that hard copy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, it's it's spiral bound. So what I found real quick, what I found about cookbooks that I like is when I do have a physical copy, I like the hard copies that are hardback with the pretty pages. Those are decoration. I don't want to cook with those. I find myself taking a picture, photocopying, and mm -hmm. writing down the stuff because I don't want to mess it up. This one is mm -hmm. spiral bound and the pages are glossy. So if you accidentally make a spill, a little sauce, get a little wipe flat. it off. And then the back of every page has lines. So these are my recipes, how I like to make it, but you might have your own adjustments. And so you remember when you make it, you just write it on the back. So nice. that's nice. that's available in the hard copy, but the digital you don't do that because it's digital. You can just put the note in your phone. I figured <laughs> you nice. can't type well, in a digital book. Thank that. you. Yes. Okay. So that's that's all we got this week. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Corey, for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. I think you gave some great advice, and you definitely gave us some great resources that we can all use. Yes. 
Nice. Thank yes. you for having Thank me. You. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. Yes. Thanks so follow us online at Cocktails Podcast. I am at Kiki Said So. I'm at Coffee Bean Dean. And until next week, you guys, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.